Welcome to Surge, Create Portage County's Business Accelerator Program, which is connecting ideas to the power of community in central and north central Wisconsin. Over the next few weeks, we'll interview 27 entrepreneurs about their ideas and connect you, their neighbors, to them. We've got an exciting round of ideas this year, and we cannot wait to see which ones come to fruition. Surge is sponsored by Prevail Bank, always encouraging our community to pursue what's possible. We met David Alexander Coleman by sheer luck one day after he landed in Stevens Point from San Diego. The man has more experience in audio production and youth services than I imagine could fit into one person, but here he is. He's helping other audio producers, he even generated the jingle for this series, and he's looking to help others explore this outlet. All right, David Coleman, can you give me an introduction? Give me your name um, and a little bit of background story of who you are and how you made it to Stevens Point. All right. Long story, but to start, David Alexander Coleman. Where I started was Oakland, Oakland, California, and I didn't grow up there. I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin. And, you know, fast forward uh, 30 years, I've got a little girl, and I'm in San Diego, had done a lot of events, uh, audio engineering, a lot of, a lot of music production in the, that, you know, young adult life in my 20s in my teens and had then become the production operations manager at the San Diego Youth Symphony. So that's a couple years ago and then life changes happened and I ended up needing to be here uh, because I got a little girl that came that had to be here. So that's probably the, that's a quick way to say it, yeah. you know, and I'm, in, and I'm glad to be here. And since then, I've enrolled uh, as a full-time physics student at um, UWSP. And before that, as I moved into town, I met Greg, and I met you, Chris. David, can you give us a little bit of a background about your idea and what makes it unique? Well, I think the idea is a, it's unique for the area. It's not unique, I wouldn't say, for it's, it's been done before. I think what makes it unique, and I'll get into this after I touch on the idea, is access, accessibility, um, and reaching groups that aren't being reached through the arts right now in this region, effectively. So that's kind of the, that's the overarching goal. And using music production as a tool, digital audio workstations, music production lessons and when I say that it's important to note and make a distinction between learning how to play music uh, learning how to learning music theory um, right mm -hmm. instruments right these are these are classical or traditional mechanisms of youth music education and those are here but I think that there is a big demographic, and especially minority groups, that gear their, their energy and their focus and their community towards other aspects or other styles of expression within, within the arts. Sure. One of those is, how can I make a song, right? And you don't need to know, you know, how to play piano to make a great song. 
Sure. You know, and you don't need to study, you know, cello for 15 years to make a classical music piece. Mm -hmm. Right. So what you need is some pretty basic fundamentals in music production, a little bit of music theory that, that does go along with it. But you need the tools and the access. And then all from there, you need your creative self and your passion. Sure. Instead of playing music, you know, teaching people mm -hmm. to play music, you're teaching them the building blocks so they can make their own music uh, sure. digitally. Yeah, and that can go in a lot of different directions. I mean, that could be a kid that um, has electronic music is speaking to him or her. And they are going, to, and from there they have the fundamentals and they can model and start to listen to music critically and let's say try to model a Dylan Francis song, right? And that's mm -hmm. a direction. Or, hey, I love movie scores. I want to learn how to do movie scores. Well, a big component in, in that is, is the digital audio workstation aspect. Sure. And you got a big jump. If you end up going to school for music composition and you already understand the softwares, that's exciting stuff, right? Yeah, right. In your intro, you, you discussed like the accessibility and that makes your idea unique. So as you're developing your idea, who is, who is your target market? Who do you mm. want to bring into the studio to teach? Well, I think accessibility can mean a lot of different things, right? It can mean location, and it can mean finance, right? Right. It can mean time available. So I think with the couple prongs, you can start to zone in on what accessibility means depending on your demographic. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think, you know, it's it's less about income, although that's a factor. I think it's, it's a factor that would deter people. But mm -hmm. depending on how I scale it, okay, let me start over. I want to be able to scale it so that it doesn't cost, you know, students who can't afford it. So when I think about that, I think, well, we have players involved in the community, large entities that have already identified those groups to a certain extent. You know, the Boys and Girls Club, the YMCA, that's just a few school schools and school districts i'm thinking in a big way synergy you know so you have a couple options that you mm -hmm. could fill out one would be a partnership with an organization that they're looking for programming and they can right. hire you as an instructor mm -hmm. or you have the ability to fill your own class load that's one way to do it and then it's individual too there's the other route is going out and you know guerrilla marketing or yeah. media social media and you know who's actually just interested in this without thinking about where they come from just yet sure and then crossing that bridge when when we get there you touched on it based on your your personal history with the san diego youth symphony orchestra mm -hmm. you know that 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 leans a lot to your personal experience with music an event production, but what makes you the right person to launch this particular idea? That's a good question. <laughs> there could be a lot of right people to do this, sure. but the way, the reason I know I can do it is that I have an audio engineering degree and I've worked with youth, mm -hmm. you know, not just at the youth symphony, 
Um, prior to that, I did a lot of free freebies. Actually, I've done this before, but for free, you know, but as, as just a guy in a station, in a bigger seminars, yeah. you know, with, with different community leaders in, in Madison. Right. You as had a, some experience at WSUM, correct? Yeah. Yep. I did that. Yep. I helped out with summer camps there. And then on the urban front, I worked a lot with urban youth as, as just one of the guys in a room that was, I was the beat making station out of, you know, 10 stations. Yeah. And I would teach kids how to quick make a beat on my, the keyboard's still here yeah. that I broke the other day. <laughs> so, so that thing's got some great history, but, um, I don't think you need to be, um, you don't need to be a specific ethnic group to reach specific ethnic groups, but, but being a, being a minority, I'm, I'm a mixed guy. Having some of that background is, allows you to kind of get into the shoes of certain family dynamics. Yeah. You know, not that you can't do that if you don't come from that, but being that I do, you know, I think it's, it's a help. Um, and then, you know, the Youth Symphony experience taught me how to scale. I mean, that was a huge organization that was a nonprofit that was just immensely organized. Working closely with them just showed me really how to just, you know, first off, to if you say your mission is accessibility and affordability, mm -hmm. this is how you pursue it. That was their mission. And they did it when, and they had 13 conductors and a $2 million overhead, right? Yeah. Two and a half mil. Sure. So, you know, being a cog in that wheel has given me the kind of the know-how, you know, yeah. operations and just, you know. So you're looking to, to, to teach at this point in your business development, what skill sets or connections would be most helpful to you to get your idea to launch? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think it there's a couple of different spearheads, you know, that need to be addressed. I think one of them is um just the addition just the just the additional skills that I think I'd need to round out the skills in the organization over time. So I guess I'm thinking about recruitment, but because I would want a robust program and I can teach the fundamentals of music production, sure. what's important to know about me is I'm technically not a professional at it. Okay. So if a kid's in a program for three, four years with me and he needs more, <clears throat> mm -hmm. then he might be at a level where, sure, I've been doing this for 15 years just as a hobby to make music. Yeah, But he might need someone who knows how to master. Or we might be talking about saying, hey, you're getting to a point where you need to get your pedagogy skills up if you want to go to the next level. The other, the other piece of it, I think, is if I need to get into marketing, I'm not great at it. I don't enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> through the businesses I've had and just running nightclubs and... I've done it, you know, mm -hmm. don't like it. Yeah. So, so you got the experience, you know how to do it, but it's a, something that, you know, you, you'd rather en enlist somebody, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
And I think another one is a pathway into the industry. Um, I don't actually have that. So let's say, I mean, I do, but indirectly. You know, it's if a kid or a guy or a little guy, a little girl's been doing it, they're, you know, they're so passionate, they're off on their own now, or they're about to be done with their chapter in life with me, you know, how can I get them into the right room? And that, you know, that requires, I think, just working on a national scale to get back with some old connections. But I haven't mm-hmm. done it in a long time. Sure. And I, could provi- I couldn't provide that right now. Sure. Yeah. So you're identifying a lot of growth spots. Yeah. Like, you're yeah, going to have this up and running, growth. you know, but then when you get a student to a particular point, you need to either facilitate higher level instruction or to get them into a studio somewhere. Um, right. But you're at the point now where you're you're still going to start. So is there anything right yeah, now? That's is there a any, great point. Is there anything right now I'm that, that you need the most? The cor- wait, pulling the cart before you're, you're the putting horse. the cart before the horse here. Yeah, good call. Okay. Yeah. That's good so feedback. So um, at this point, what what do you need? What connections would you need now? Okay. Okay, so I think initially I thought, what am I going to have trouble with? Or what do I think I need? So, okay, finance, right? There's not a whole lot of overhead required to get this started, but there will be a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to need small business development resource, which I've gotten some emails about. So yeah. I don't have concerns about that, but, but I'll need help with it. Yeah. So I think that definitely promotion to get it started. Um you know, the, bar- the barriers, I was just talking to this guy, the CEO of this huge foundation, the Lewis Prize, Delug Smith. You mm-hmm. got to look him up. Great okay. guy. But he, and he wrote me a letter of recommendation. He was talking to me about this is the challenge of getting into underprivileged, you know, underrepresented communities is that you could go in and offer something. Mm-hmm. But really what is required is that you ask what the needs of the community are within the context of what you're talking about. Sure. And that's how you get the response. So I do foresee um, some challenges with um, coming into a system of people and c- like convincing them that I am who I say I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that gives us a launch pad to think about how what you need to go to these potential partners we've talked a little bit about the connections or the skill sets that you could use but if you had a team around you mm. who would be on that team not specific people oh you know what what, okay. type, what, what types of people <laughs> yeah. would you need on your team i think i need to be able to consult with a teaching professional um about codes and regulations you know like legalities sure you know uh risks right i mean what are the i mean i have a few things under my belt like i can't have a kid with me alone in a room with the door closed i know that from the youth symphony yeah but there could be other things right i need to know that stuff so pretty big there yeah you know depending on the timeline how do we do it safely with covid so just consulting like i need consulting other than that, I mean, once you get the people signed up, you know, it's really a pretty simple process. Yeah. You know, you make sure they're having fun and, you know. You teach them. Yeah, you be their friend. 
you know, mm-hmm. and you be an example, and um, that's what these kids need. You sure. know, is being is someone that maybe they can relate to. That it's more than the music. You know, it's spending time with someone that has a positive influence on their life and on their confidence. And yeah, sure. And I can do that with kids. Yeah, you know. You know and you discussed sports earlier that like if someone's not good at sports, they don't have this sort of opportunity and coaches are that, that, that person sometimes, right. And you're providing a different, a a different opportunity to get that same mentorship and, and personal connection. Yeah. Yeah. And not to knock any other establishments because again, I mean, I came from a very, the sixth, you know, oldest youth symphony in the nation, right. Very traditional. Um, but I will say that, no, that doesn't speak to the hood. It just doesn't. Is there anything else that you'd want to share with Central and North Central Wisconsin about your idea that I didn't ask you about? Well, I think it's important to let other people know that it's not just my idea. And honestly, if you have an aspiration to do something like that, let's collaborate in your efforts with youth music education. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, David. We look forward to seeing how your idea develops and, and what what partnerships help you take off. All right. Thanks, Chris. Good luck to everyone else. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the other projects. Yeah, yeah. We'll look forward to it, too. All right. Thanks, David. Yep. Thank you. Bye. David is finalizing his course outline and hopes to partner his services with a youth-serving organization in central Wisconsin. Ideally, he'd like to reconsult with the teacher soon. If you would like to join his team, patronize his business, or send along an encouraging note, please visit createportagecounty.org backslash surge and fill out the form attached to his episode. Ideas are built in community, so make sure to get in touch with our participants. Surge is brought to you in partnership with the Small Business Development Center, CAP Services, and so many of our community members. Lastly, thank you to Prevail Bank for helping us pursue what's possible. Surge, which idea will prevail? Sharing